I plan to be very dramatic, but like, I'm so excited. Welcome to the maiden edition of Totally On Brand. As you can see, we're super excited. We made it. It's been a journey of about 18 months mm -hmm. of weekly calls. Mm -hmm. so, well, when we started, we used to gist about everything and anything. Like, what the podcast for the first three months. It was I just like, hello, hi, oh girl. And then we gist and we'd be like, okay, wait, wait, wait. The last five minutes, we'd be like, yes, this is what we need to do for the podcast. Yeah. But the last few months, we have stayed the course. We have had weekly calls. We have done so much in preparation to bring this amazing podcast to you guys. And we are so excited. Oh God, we are that. finally filming. We like, I can't believe it to be. We did it. We made it. Welcome to Totally On Brand again. And honestly, um, Hopefully you enjoy what we're bringing to the table. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube, and also IG. Um, do you have anything else to tell them? And please leave comments, your feedback, your thoughts, your suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. This is a conversation, like we always say. So we are so excited to go on this journey with you. Let us dive right into our first episode. So today we're going to talk about drum roll. Money. Money, money, money. All right, Beyonce. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm really, really excited for this topic. So um, we have a guest who's joining us today to help us you know, dissect and discuss this topic. Um, I wanted to start by saying, personally, I try not to shy away from speaking about money. Um, I think it's a very, very powerful concept it's um it's a brand on its own i remember timmy and i speaking in our recce talking about how we think money is a brand mm -hmm. um has a life of its own i mean i think i don't know if everyone is on earth to make money but most people i know are like on this journey to try to make money because the journey of financially being free or at least providing your first three maslow's hierarchy of needs which is food water shelter is heavily driven by your desire by, by your ability to be able to procure this thing so um joining us on our pod today i'll let me do the introduction joining us today we have the amazing evie ibru who has just launched a new business which she'll be telling us about she is an expert on money and she is going to school all of us including you so let's give a well a warm welcome to evie ibru <laughs> Yeah, I just want to say thank you for doing this. Like, um, I I don't know what got you to this point, but thank you for doing it. Oh, thank you so much. This is really nice to hear. And this is actually really why I started it. When I hear comments like this, it makes me so happy. So just for our listeners um, and our people watching us as well, will you please introduce yourself? Sure. So hi, my name is Ibi. Um, I founded Money Start and it's to help people make more money so that they can live their dream lives and it's really for anybody who you know you know you want to get your financial life in order you don't know where to start you know you should start investing but it seems intimidating you don't know how to go about it you know you want advice in a way that's not condescending you don't want to like look stupid when you're asking questions and yeah it's just really geared towards people gaining financial control being better at managing money learning to invest you know how can we actually make more money um, and I'm just trying to help as many people that would find it useful. That is so exciting mm -hmm. because honestly, my goal in life <clears throat> is to get my money up. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, <laughs> it's got to a point where I always say like, I don't know that it was a bad thing, but I didn't grow up with a lot of money or money generally, or even anybody to teach me money. Mm -hmm. 
So getting to this stage in my life, like it's now very important to kind of understand what does money mean? Like, mm-hmm. how do I navigate it? And most importantly, how do I make it work for me? Mm-hmm. There was a point I used to be really terrified of money. Like, it was a scary concept all along now uh, growing up. So this is pretty amazing. I agree. I think so. Ivy and I actually have history. Yes, we have history. So Ivy is an amazing entrepreneur. I mean, we can get into that a bit later. But, you know, we have worked with Ivy on three of her brands. Amazing. Money start, yeah, money start being. that quiet on me. Money start being the latest one. So when Mm -hmm. I got the email like a month or two ago, (laughs) Ibi was like, Timmy, I'm starting another business and I need you guys to help me with the brand identity. And I was like, ah. I was trying to tell you, I was just to be like, again. Like, okay. you know, well, you I was like, you know what, whatever Ibi is doing, she's going to do it well. So please, 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 let's, let's do this. So this, this is a question for our listeners, but also for me. Please tell me exact so you've told us what money what money starts is about but tell us a little bit more about what made you want to actually start it and who exactly can benefit from money start so like talk to oh, me oh yeah like, great question anything yeah. great questions okay so like to be said mm-hmm. i spend most of my 20s just trying to figure out how do i get my money up okay mm. and multiple income streams is always one of them mm-hmm. so this is another income stream for me like okay. in addition to all the other things i do But I really started this because I realized that a lot of other people like going through their 20s are trying to figure out their money and like how to make more money because, you know, you're deciding what you want to do for a living, how to make money, how that impacts the life that you live. And I was like, okay, this is something that people need. And it's something I feel I've been able to navigate successfully. So why don't I just do that? I originally started it for Gen Z's, but then what happened was when I launched the page, I started getting questions from lots of people in their thirties being like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm financially behind. I don't know what to do. I want to start investing. I'm confused. And you know, me saying that it was for Gen Z's, it just like continues to push that narrative that by the time you're of a certain age, you should have everything figured out. So you should at least have your finances fixed. And it's not true. It's not just because nobody's talking about it. And that's why I'm so happy I started the page because it's really just like opened up like a big conversation about things that people don't typically talk about. So who am I trying to help? Literally anybody who is, you know, blessed by it, who feels like they can apply the concepts to their everyday life. You know, I'm just trying to open up conversations and just like new ways of thinking about things and just being intentional about your money, not leaving it to chance because... Yeah, it's the only way it's really you're going to get your money. Being intentional Mm -hmm. about your money, right? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's the only way to actually get your money out. 100%. Intentional, because if you're not intentional, then money is like water. Trust me. Okay, so there are Mm. different ways to go about this. It could have been in form of consulting, it could have been you working in an Carrying, I mean, as an investment bank, uh, I stayed in like roles like that. Why a money coaching platform, and how do you think that is going to, you know, get more people to understand or sign up? Like, why, why the? Okay, platform? yeah. Also, super good question because I thought about that like a lot before I decided to go this route. So, I just love helping people. I like feeling like okay, I did something today and it made somebody's life in that time. I mean, I grew up wanting to be in doctor for that reason. Well, let's just put that to the side. <laughs> I've just found that I've worked in financial services before, and I just find that you know when you're giving people money advice and you're in that sector, you're an investment banker, it is still intimidating. Like some of my clients have told me that yes, you know, I've gone and I've spoken to this bank and that bank, and they gave me so many documents, and it was just very confusing. You just want to talk to somebody who's like you. 
like just like a regular person, like a regular girl who's also figuring things out like you, but understands it. I just feel like it's more approachable. And also this coaching business touches on something that you mentioned before about your money mindset. You talked about how you're quite conscious of money because of how you grew up. People don't realize that the mindset you have towards money, it influences all the decisions you make around money. So like how you save, how you invest, the kind of work that you do. And you don't really get that if you go and talk to an investment banker. Okay, so this is like more holistic. I need to ask you like, how do you, what's your emotional response to money? Is it fear? Is it worry? Do you not think about it at all? So like you need to get to the heart of these things because even to get people to start investing, once you told someone that, look, put this money away for seven years and people are like, ah, Seven years. Exactly. I was like, how old would I be in seven years? I was like, that's a long time. So it's like, it's things like that because it's also really more about helping people with their mindset towards money as well. Yeah. So that's why I picked coaching. What were you doing before and how did this, how, like, obviously, you are going to it. Okay. Good question. Yes. So I am currently working. So I have a nine to five. I work for a fintech company. Before that, like I said, I was working in financial services. I also had a um, sleepwear lingerie and lingerie brand. Timmy's wearing one of my outfits. Um, so uh, I know. In, right now, is it still? Existing? No, it doesn't exist okay. anymore. I only have one head. <laughs> I couldn't do it all at the same time. And I like that. Yeah. yeah. You have to know your limits. Yes. Yes. And you know, my lifestyle changed. You know, I had two children. I just mm. couldn't do it all. And mm. it was like different points in your life, different income streams make sense. But I didn't yeah. get into that a bit later. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that my career path doesn't really follow a straight line. It doesn't, but I'm happy that it hasn't. Mm. Because I've just found everything to be a much bigger stepping stone to everything else that I've done. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah, truly. And has the pivot been rewarding? Are you happy yeah. you have pivoted yeah so rewarding it just feels like money start for me feels like a real full circle moment this business has come out of all of the things that i did for like every year my i say my 20s i'm about to be 30 so i guess maybe i'm like nostalgic um but just all the things that i've done so like all of like the jobs that i had the businesses that i started how i took myself on the journey to start investing i was in therapy i learned that i have very like weird like attitudes towards money that i wasn't even aware of so it's just all come very like full circle to me and i'm like oh I can use everything that I've learned to actually help people. Yeah. So it's very fulfilling. No, I like that. And you know, you mentioned something about the mindset mm -hmm. around money and how money started helping people to adjust and understand their mindset. So, you know, we said in the beginning that money is a brand, right? You mm -hmm. can't really escape it. And where the whole world is its target audience, right? Yeah. Everybody needs money. Apart from maybe those people that live in one, you know, village in somewhere, Shah, but they still need something to exchange goods with. It's commonly said that money makes the world go round, right? What's your take on that and how can it apply to different people who have different mindsets around Money 100% makes the world go round. Anybody that says it doesn't, I don't know what planet you live on, but it does. You don't need to love money. You don't need to be greedy. It's not like a disgusting thing to say oh money makes the world go round you need somewhere to live you need food to eat you don't have a car you don't have petrol where are you going you need money okay money is a necessity right but money also means different things it means opportunities it means freedom and like okay money is not the root of happiness but it can put you on a path to things that make you happy so i would say money definitely makes the world go round and i feel like people shy away from talking about money it's like a taboo subject sometimes i'd be seen as tacky why are you talking about money 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 so much but it does make the world go around and I feel like it would be a better place if we just talked about money. So for example, just the conversations that people I've known for years have started having with me since I launched the brand about money. 
and they're just like, oh, I had no idea what an ETF was. And these are people that are young. They're just like, what a is question. an ETF? An exchange traded fund. I was really running through my brain to be like, is it what, like, yeah, I was like, I'm one of them. trade company. I was just like, I don't know what's going on. It's an yeah. investment product. Okay. So just things like that. And I feel like um, things that are very simple to understand, but sound complicated because investment bankers are explaining it. So, yeah. And, um, okay. Let's even take this back to, we've been speaking about money. We've been throwing the word around. How do people make money? How are you supposed to make money? Oh, it's a very personal question. Very personal, very vague, but I know obviously having a nine to five is one way. Uh-huh. But what other ways, even within the nine to five, are you supposed to make money? Okay, so money is very personal. So I don't think there's a one size fits all. I can't say that this is the way like, you know, you should like generally everybody should make money. I would say the first thing that you need to be clear on is what are your lifestyle goals and what are your financial goals? That will tell you how to make money. So for me, the answer has been very different in like different stages of my life. In the earlier part of my working years, I had a nine to five. I had a side hustle. I was doing, I had two side hustles. I had a nine to five. I was doing a million things at the same time. But then later on when my lifestyle changed and I wanted more time to, you know, be at home or be with my kids and do other stuff, then how I wanted to make money was different. Like I wanted kind of something with structure, but I wanted to work from home if it was possible. I wanted a business that was very scalable and like not very hands-on. So it depends. I would say your lifestyle goals, your financial goals, and also your interests. I think making money is easiest when it's authentic. Like don't try and pitch yourself into something just because you heard it's a money maker. It likely won't work out for you because you'll just be tired. Your heart won't be in it. And I feel like this might sound weird. But money is attracted to people who are just doing things that actually they love and like actually making, mm -hmm. yeah, like things that actually provide value. You know, otherwise it would just feel like a grind and you would just burn, you would just burn out and you'd be like, why did I do that? Yeah. In terms of making money, like I heard your nine to five, I heard side hustle, I heard being, uh, being able to adjust mm. as things develop. Now, if we were to like, break things down some more so you have people right now if i think of the money conversations i've had so you have people who are um they have a good job so they're making money in that area some people don't know what to do with the money that comes out of that mm. so we get like savings and investment then you have people who work for themselves who have to go through the journey of either raising money and then figuring out what to do with, you know, things like cash flow and mm -hmm. um, what do you do with the profits of your business? How do you reinvest? Like, how 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 does one navigate those two things? What is savings? What is debt? How do you raise money? Like, how how like it's okay? Yeah, it can. It, it's complicated because it's personal, and you have to understand why before you know what is going to work for you. So, in terms of savings and investments. Every conversation I've had always starts with why. What are you saving for? What are you investing for? What are you trying to build long-term wealth for what you want? Like, where are you going with this? That would determine what you should do. Because, for example, with investing, people are like, okay, I'll just buy shares. Like, I'll buy shares and I've invested. But I'm like, not necessarily. Like, if you are investing because in 10 years, it's like, you know, it's 40th birthday, you want to have, like, a really big event and treat yourself, that might not be, like, the best way to do it. 
or I'll just buy a property. I'm like, you know, that's not very liquid. Maybe you should look into something else. I might just buy crypto. I'm like, wow, are you sure? <laughs> and even just with your business as well, again, it also depends. Like, what are you trying to do with the business? Where are you trying to go? It can be complicated if you don't know where you are going. Like, once you know where you are going, your problem is halfway solved. It's just about finding the products, the investment or savings products or, you know, methods, yeah. methods that will get you there. So if I was to give an example now, sure. I have 2,000 pounds. Uh -huh. Use that. And I want to grow that into, I want to grow that. Oh. What would you advise me to do? Okay, by when? I mean, I'm greedy, I'm human. So in the shortest time possible. In the shortest, okay, by how much? So what's like your ideal target? Oh, I don't know. This is why I've come to you. Okay, yeah. So if you have 2,000 pounds and you want to double it in a year, um, that would mean that you're investing in something that's potentially quite risky. Because to get returns like that, that fast, it means you're doing something risky. So for example, if you just have £2,000 and you just want to see that this has increased by next year and you want to protect the original £2,000 you put in, I'll say just put it into a certificate of deposit, like a fixed deposit, put your money away for a year, you get your interest back, it's almost risk-free. And like, you know, and that's more of like savings and investments because in my opinion, investment should be more for the long term yeah. because that's when compound interest comes in and you start seeing like the magic of investing. Um, what if I want to grow to 10K by five years? 10K by five years. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is going to get quite technical for this episode. <laughs> um, okay. If you want to grow 2K into 10K by five years, there are lots of different ways you could do that. Um, so... I would say maybe you should invest it in like a consortium that does like real estate flipping because that can be quite profitable as well. So your 2K is not going to be enough to buy like an actual house, but it can be part of a consortium of people that buy houses, flip it, sell it, and then give you back the profits. Okay, so that's one thing you could do. I'm thinking about that five years because if, for example, you put it in a fund and a fund is just like a group of shares or like a group of stocks that are, you know, indexed like against the biggest companies in, I guess, America, and, you know, financial professionals put them together, they invest the money in them for you, they're diversified across different industries. So if you're putting your money in one of those, right, you could get it to 5K in five years. Sorry, was it 10K in five years or 5K in five years? You get it to 10K in five years where you have to be adding money like every month. So, so if you can do 2K and then add like 100 pounds every single month, it doesn't even need to be up to that. Maybe with 50 pounds every single month for the next five years, you probably get there. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So, okay, so now you mentioned that if you, you know, high risk, high reward, right? Uh, Which is, you know, one of the things that is quite well understood about money. Yeah. If you're, you know, used to investing, do you have people come to you and, you know, say to you, listen, I just want to make money quickly. I want to get rich quick. Uh -huh. And then you have to sort of manage their expectations and say, look, are you averse to risk? Yeah. Do you have spare cash that you can be making all these risky moves with? You know, or is it basically like a gamble? Like you're putting all your money in this because there is a possibility for reward. Uh. Talk us through how you encourage people to be a little bit more mindful of how they're investing. Yeah, great. So when people come to me and they're like, okay, I have $10,000. I don't need you to quadruple it in six months. I'm like, okay, how come to go losing all of this money? Like with losing the whole 10K. And then when they're like, ah, I'm like, so then you don't, I was like, yeah, uh, you don't like I'm one of those. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> you need to be ready. If you want returns like that, you really need to be ready to take a huge risk because there's a very big chance that you might lose it all. So honestly, with investing, like to be successful with investing, my number one tip is patience. 
Patience is the only surefire way that you're going to make sure that you make money. If you want to get rich quick, like the quicker you want to get rich, the higher your risk of losing your money becomes. Yeah. So when I start asking questions like that, then people start taking a step back and I'm like, okay, what if you lost 50% of the money? How would you feel? But if you lost 20% of the money, how would you feel? And then that now, you know, depends on what I can recommend that you, you do. So I would say about get rich quick schemes, honestly, I really never recommend them because they're so risky. And then when they don't work or if they don't work, it's not like, oh, well, I tried investing and I lost all my money. Investing mm. sucks. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So you talked about investing and I think that's what a lot of people leap towards when they yeah. want to make money. right? Yeah. But talk to us about saving. Mm -hmm. Right. So how what's the best way to save? Essentially, yeah. everybody, you know, everybody has this thing where they want to save money and then they save the money at the end of the month they use it for something yeah. like they don't save well yeah. i don't save well girl i'm always well, buying something <laughs> wow. i'm just like well money's for spending no it's not <laughs> so tell us how to save yeah and first of all great call out so i always tell people when they start with okay i want to invest i'm like okay first of all what will happen if you know you lose your job you lose all your income mm -hmm. now like would you need the money in this investment mm -hmm. if the answer is yes maybe you should start saving first you know okay. it's a budget save then okay. invest budget okay. save then invest it's not invest ESI. invest yes Trade budget market. Save, save then invest, invest. right okay, that's okay because you, if you don't have a budget you'll be able to save but since you asked about saving let's talk about saving so my number one tip for saving, again, mindset. You're paying your future self. It's not money that you're denying yourself now. So that Ibinka in next year, the Ibinka in three years, the Timi in two months, that's who you're giving the money to. So you're giving yourself money. Don't cheat yourself, okay? That's number one. No, I've never thought of yeah. it like that. Is anybody taking notes? Like, <laughs> girl, this is useful. Obviously, here. <laughs> this is so useful. No, so basic. Oh my god, you've just adjusted my mind. Me like, too. Me saving. too. Like, like mindset is number one, and then we can start getting into practice. So, me saving right? does not mean you're that you're paying yourself I'm, in the future. Yeah, that's push your Sobi's money. That's what you're doing. Right. Yeah. And then this is the next thing, right? Set a purpose to that saving. What is it for? I never save just for the sake of saving because what's going to happen is there'll be a problem with your car, a problem with your house. You just spend the money and then the savings are gone or you spend it on something else. If you know that this is specifically what I'm saving for, the money will be there because it has a purpose. You need to give your money a purpose, okay? Don't let it be purposeless. Otherwise, you will get lost. Next thing is timelines. Purpose and dates. By when should I have saved this money? Okay, because it also help keep you accountable to yourself, keep you like, you know, focused. Especially if you're saving for multiple things at the same time. So random example. Let's say you want like a new phone and you want to buy yourself like a new car. It can feel overwhelming when you're saving for those two things at the same time in the same pot of money. And it's just like, but if you know that, okay, I need to save for a new phone. The new iPhone is coming out in a few weeks. So that's like a six-week saving target. New car is like a six-month saving target. You contribute more to the phone fund first and then you start contributing to the car. So you just don't feel overwhelmed like you're trying to save for so many things. I'm never going to get there. And then also, where are you saving, right? So most people have like a current account and a savings account, so a checking account and a savings account. I would recommend opening a second savings account. You don't have a card to it. You don't even really have online banking, okay? You just transfer the money in there. So if you're going to take money out of that savings, you have to work for it, okay? And then also, how long are you saving for? If it's savings that's over a year, I would say put it in a high yield savings account. And essentially those are savings accounts that have like significantly higher returns in terms of interest. Um, we don't have lots of products like that here in Nigeria. They're mostly abroad, but in Nigeria for long-term savings, anything over a year, I would say put it into like a certificate of deposit. I spoke about that before. Okay. So you just get like higher interest on your money instead of just having it. Do that. 
Most mm, investment houses. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to mention any names because I haven't gotten any sponsorships yet. So. Certificate of deposit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you okay. names later. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this has been so enlightening. Um, I like the question now. How do I handle debt? So I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I unfortunately I, I I hate debt. It literally gives me anxiety. There was a point I didn't used to sleep at mm. night because of debt. Um, but as I kept going, I realized that there was no way I was going to be able to function without embracing debt as an entrepreneur. And then slowly as well, I started also seeing that trickle into my personal life. I used to hate debt. Like my credit score was so low because I would just not touch credit cards. I wouldn't, I, I, they just scared me. Mm -hmm. But over time, I got a bit more comfortable. And now I see the benefits of having a credit card because I want to work towards a mortgage and I want to be able to show that I can go through the motion of borrowing and paying and borrowing and paying but it's still something that I, I won't lie it still gives me anxiety because I would love to be debt free mm -hmm. now how should people see debt in terms of even first embracing it mm -hmm. and then when it's something that you are now in a rhythm of how do you manage yourself to plan for it to accommodate the debts in your life and to not keep them growing higher mm -hmm. but making sure that a good points they're working for you okay uh, good question so the first thing around debt i mean yes extremely anxiety inducing i mean when i was running my business and we had debt sleepless nights just like sweat <laughs> like yeah. i stress um but the first thing with the debt is you need to be able to have a place where you're measuring and tracking because you know like you can't improve what you can't measure and if even just seeing everything on a, an excel spreadsheet or a piece of paper it brings your anxiety down a little bit because you feel like okay I kind of have this sort of like under control and then you now start deciding how you're going to tackle the debts right so the first thing i would say is list all your debts out so like where you got it from the amounts the tenor how much you've paid it up have everything in an excel spreadsheet because we're going to track it this way the first thing i recommend that is done is the debt with the highest interest it's like the debt that you're paying the most interest on that's your number one priority so all of the money that you're paying back for debt, so let's say you earn $100 and you've earmarked 20% of that money to pay off all of your debts or 30% to pay off all of your debts. And I, I can talk a bit more about how to determine that, but maybe for later. So that money that you have earmarked to pay off all of your debts, split it up even further. Debt number one with my highest interest rate, most of my money is going to that. Debt number two, my money is going to that. Having something like that, honestly, it brings your anxiety down so much because you're like, okay, I have a plan. You can even have a place where you track that if I stay on course with this plan, by this time, I will be debt free. And every month, you just keep on going, you keep adding, you keep adding, you update your sheets, and you can see that you're making progress and it doesn't feel as overwhelming. But that being said, as a business owner, like some amount of debt is good because I mean, it funds your business. It's just about knowing like the comfortable level of debt for yourself and for your business. I mean, when I was running my business, I was also in a position where I was like, I don't want debt. I don't want a little bit of debt. So this is not for me. Um, so I, I was on like course to get out of debt like ASAP. Yeah. But there's some people that, okay, your business can like handle like, you know, a little bit of debt. Your heart, your mind can handle a little, yeah. little bit of debt. So it's also up to you as well. Okay. So that's what I would, that's what I would say personal and business. <laughs> So I earn an X amount of money per month. And obviously, Timmy had asked the question, that, you know, about savings. But what do you advise in terms of what proportion of my salary should go to savings? Uh, 
how should I look at savings and how do I force myself? So you had mentioned have an account that you don't have access. I get that. But what proportion of my salary should go to savings? And is it okay to use my savings for emergencies? Okay, good question. So in terms of salary splits, like this is a quite like a well-known split and a split that I've used for like literally the last 10 years. I only spend 55% of what I make. So 55% of my income goes to like my day-to-day expenses. Okay, then I have 20% goes to savings and 30 to investments. But you can do it the other way around. So people do 30 savings, 20 investments, but I have like aggressive investment goals. So I, I flip mine. But it's typically like 50, 50 expenses, 20 20 investing, 30 savings. That's how it typically works for people. And if you use that and you're consistent with it for like two years, you'll find that you actually never be broke. And that's on everything you come in. So any money I get from anywhere, the first thing I do is 50% split it. Split it immediately. Don't be like, okay, this money I'll spend it, then the next money I'll save it, then the next money I'll invest it. It will be impossible to be consistent. It's too much work. And then the next thing that you said, right, was, um, oh, it was a good point. How do I use my savings for emergencies? There's levels to savings. So when you first start saving, the first thing you're going to save for is an emergency fund. That's three to six months of your expenses. So if you know how much you, you spend a month, so let's say in a normal month, you spend about $800. That's just like you living like your normal everyday life. So you need eight times three, okay? So you need $2,400. That's the first thing you're going to save. That's labeled emergency fund and you keep it somewhere. It has to be liquid. So keep it in a bank account. Don't invest it in anything because when you now need the money right now, you now be looking... So emergency fund is number one, then you can start saving for any, anything so when else. So you, when you complete that, then you move on to the next Correct. savings. Correct. And what happens if I like nice things and I'm always depressed and I need to like spend Girl, my money you know, and I, I can't have, save I have it. a shoe fund, I have a bag fund. I, mean, I like things. Though. I so like how do you do that? I save for <laughs> okay. So you know how I told you it's 50% goes to expenses. Mm-hmm. 20% goes to investments, 30% goes to savings. Mm-hmm. So of my savings, I have 10% of that money goes to random and consequential things that I make like me happy. Really so like, like bags, shoes, I don't know if I want an expensive wig, I don't yeah, know. So I have, I like I have money for like just And how long do you accumulate that before it's useful? Do you get what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's not going to matter. Say I earn 300,000 Naira now yeah. and 150 goes to my day-to-day expenses. Um, I don't know what percentage of that. Say I'm only saving. Yeah, like 30, 40K is going to. to 90 savings. Yeah. So out of the 90, I'm saving 30K. Mm-hmm, of yes. that goes to my incons, yeah. my nonsense, like, like yeah, the nice yeah, things. Yeah, are like, yeah. how long do I have to save that thirty k for for it to be substantial? Right. Do you get so, what I mean? Depends, right? I, and, and you have to be disciplined and be honest yeah. with yourself. So, for example, now my birthday is coming up at the end of the year, mm-hmm. so I'm putting more of my savings towards inconsequential mm-hmm. things. So I want to get myself enough. a nice gift, mm-hmm. but yeah. I know that come January to like March, the whole of Q1, I'm not going to put anything towards that. I'm just going to save okay. my. So you have to be you have to just be honest so the situation dictates yeah. what so you're doing like, yeah like it's not like it's not hard and fast okay? yeah they're just guidelines yeah you need to okay. make sure that okay if you kind of overdid on one thing you just make sure you make up for it later so you're still sort of on track yeah, perfect, yeah that makes perfect. sense um you know you mentioned earlier that in your 20s that you you know you you, you were running two businesses mm. and you were just trying to like figure out this whole like saving spending da, da, mm. da. And initially, you had wanted to target Gen Zs, but then you realized that everybody has money problems and we all need you. <laughs> um, if you could go back 10 years, right, and tell yourself 
something that would have helped you be smarter with money mm. or more in tune to like how you approach money what would that be wow start investing okay. <laughs> that's the one thing i should have started 10 years ago like when i look back on if i had started investing 10 years I ago know. how much money i would have now mm. so to kick myself because mm -hmm. then i was just waiting to like okay when i have more money or like when mm. i understand better but you mm -hmm. like you can honestly start with 20 dollars i could have started mm -hmm. with 20 dollars really? yes. that's amazing start investing mm -hmm. as soon as possible like i should have started when i was 10 years old yeah <laughs> i'd be rich right now <laughs> so, that, so that's also something for people with kids you can yeah. invest for your kids now oh, absolutely yeah. so absolutely. i'm doing that for my kids like okay. you know we're already investing money for their kids yeah. we've put money away for them in a college fund yeah. you know mm. because they have time they and you don't even need to start with a lot you can yeah. start with like 50 dollars they have yeah. 18 years to grow that yeah, money. yeah. that makes yeah. a lot of sense lot actually of, yeah. I really and i wish that. a lot of our parents did that as well yeah. because they just also didn't know a lot of yeah. people earned and lost yeah a lot of people yeah, yeah. and it's also a cultural thing you yeah. know it's like god will provide yes. money will come yes. that kind yes. of thing so yeah I just feel like it's not really a thing here because it's when i i'm having conversations with people i'm like okay how are you thinking about retirement how are you thinking about sending your kids to college and it's just stuff that a lot of people are not thinking about because mm. our culture is not very long-term focused that makes yeah. sense. maybe because our environment just changes so fast everything is like it you never does. know the states of how things are going to be but yeah yeah no this conversation has been so good i've learned a lot Me i'm too. going to definitely hey. adjust a lot of Me things too. um with my finances literally after this conversation and most importantly i still definitely want to sign up to one-on-one -on -one coaching yes, with you because um, i think the next stage of my life requires that i actually do better financially mm -hmm. and the way i think about it now it's one thing having the conversation with someone like yourself who is in that industry. Do you think people should be more open to talking about money in friendships, in day to day, or simply just leave it to you and HR and your account? And wow. I ask that question topic, because question. I shy away from talking about money with my mom. She thinks I'm too lavish. Mm. There's nothing I can do that will please oh her. Boy. If Almost I buy anything, <laughs> she'll calculate it for me and say, <laughs> Toby, um, I don't necessarily have the culture of speaking about money with my siblings. I know mm. even because there's anything wrong with it, it just doesn't happen naturally. Mm. With friends, I'm nervous. Am I supposed to ask you what you're earning? Am mm. I supposed to ask you what you're saving without, like, you know, making you think, ah, why is to be asking me about my money? money. What's yeah. the problem? Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. you know, like, w w w how should we have this topic? I mean, with my partner is a bit different because I'm bold, so I, I need yeah. to know what he's doing yeah. and I need to know what I'm doing. Yeah. But I know a lot of people still don't have those conversations. Mm. So what do you think about talking about money? Yeah, hot topic and tricky question. So I feel like, first of all, it has to be a space that is generally safe. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go up to a random person and be like, mm. oh, like, you know, how are you saving your money? Or how are you investing your money? So in terms of relationships and friendships, there has to be a place where there's, you know, a certain level of trust and safety. And the reason to that is because, you know, like I said, money is personal. It's a personal thing. But I feel like absolutely, yes, let's have these conversations. This whole money start thing started because I sat down with a group of my friends, you mm. know, and we're all, you know, privileged enough to 
have gone to like university and we've been educated to the highest level and then mm. just by me having these conversations with people and they're like Ibi how do you know so much about all this stuff I'm like I didn't know I thought everybody knew about this stuff <laughs> no it and doesn't I started realizing it that does. this is something that could actually help people yeah. and even just with my friends talking about you know like our careers like oh how much are you earning when you did this how did you negotiate that promotion or that increase it's actually helpful mm. you know so when you know that the person has good intentions mm -hmm. um, mm. it's, an, it's, a, it's an easier so you have to, to be ha have discernment you yeah. have to have discernment and then yeah. also it affects friendships okay so it, it affects does. It how and when you socialize the things that you do where you go to dinner are you going on a girl's trip like who mm -hmm. will you invite mm -hmm. you know is it insensitive mm -hmm. things like that i mean i don't know if you guys remember that episode of friends where like rachel joey and phoebe were like the broke friends <laughs> and then yeah. chandler ross and monica had money and they're always trying to go to all these like five-star restaurants in new york and, they and then their like, friends are like what's wrong what with about? them oh they're so gosh. insensitive and then they started not hanging out with yeah. them and sitting things yeah. out it's the same way like yeah. just yeah, being upfront about things like yeah. guys like i really want to hang out with you but it's just out of my budget yeah. like i yeah. can't really yeah. do that can we do something else yeah. and i mean don't get me started on like being a bridesmaid for like destination weddings oh, throwing showers girl, i listen. mean it can get hairy listen. It can get very hairy, so you need to be you need to be upfront We've about money, especially I feel like with romantic relationships, oh, yes. that's a bit easier because I mean you have the level of vulnerability and like it's safety to some degree. So, but that one you have to be upfront, like you're going to be doing things together in life. life. You have to know what your financial <laughs> yeah. is. But you mentioned something interesting about talking to money, m talking about money with family, and why that's always very tricky is because. Your family know like where you come from. Mm -hmm. Like they know where you started from. Do you understand? Like they know they know the things that they feel like you should and should not be able to do. Hmm. So with your family, it's like you can get stuck in a mindset mm. or stuck in a place, mm. depending on what they feel is appropriate for you or what you should and should not be doing. And then also, you know, culturally there's black tax. Some people are like, oh, I don't really want my family to know how much I make before they now say that me. I should contribute to this person's school fees, yeah. somebody's doing funeral, yeah. different yeah. things. So yeah. it can be very yeah. hairy with families specifically. Fair enough. Yeah, like, Fair I, enough. I think can be true. And because also with family, it's hard to put up boundaries. Mm. If you have a friend that's always asking you for money, you can just be like, oh, babe, I've tried for you. Yeah. But no, when no, it's family, we just don't talk again. But when yeah. it's family, it's yeah. just so what much do you more do? complicated. Yeah. So family and money is a very, very Fair enough. No, you, you said it. Discernment is very important because, you know, there's some family members that, you know, they you can talk to them about money because their motivations are just like pure. They don't have any impure motive. But there, there's some like there's some aunties. No, 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 no. Auntie. Ah, this thing. Second hand. Yes. <laughs> I'm always reducing the amount of money. When my mommy oh says, my how much was this? I'll oh, slash no. it in half no, no, first. It, I, no, it was on I, I went to, I went to one close out stage Yeah. Because there's always that, you know. That's so no, I've it's so true. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Me too. This is, it's so nice to have a maiden um, episode and have someone like you join us. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you, guys you so, so much, much for having me. This has been so much fun. Thank it was you. lovely yeah. to have you on. And I feel like the listeners as well, you know, you yes. should let us know what you've learned. Yeah. Please. Um, tell us if you talk to your family and your friends about yeah. money and if so, why? If not, why? Um, and yeah, just you know, let us know what you think. I, I've loved this conversation, I really have making mental notes a lot. Yeah, this was incredible. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation about money. Um, follow Totally on Brand and like and subscribe, and also follow, follow my money starts well, on Instagram. And yeah, you have to follow my money starts, you absolutely. Like, do if you really want really to make money, you have yes. to. I will be. 
Me too. Into yes, guys. I'm gonna be a bar. Where's your rest? You had it first. <laughs> <laughs>